Welcome to our podcast, The Why in Your Twenties. My name is Viv. And I'm Nat. We are two counselors in our mid-twenties navigating our adulthood away from our home country, exploring the why questions we encounter relating to relationships, identities, and uncertainties. So whether you're listening to our podcast while going for your walk or doing your chores, anything, welcome on board and let the journey begin. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to our first episode of The Why in Your 20s. Ooh, first episode, yay. How exciting that is. How are you feeling, Viv? Very excited for our first episode. Um, Yeah, just very excited. Excited yeah. that it's actually happening. Yeah, right? It's so surreal. Crazy. It is. So what will be our first topic for this podcast? We're talking about being an adult. So being an adult is usually associated with, you know, being 18 for most countries. Mm. So yeah, do you actually remember what you first did when you turned 18? I'm not sure. I think I turned 18 while I'm still having the public exam, the HKDSA in Hong Kong. Mm. Um, so I'm still struggling the last beat of studying and didn't really feel anything different. I think the society make a huge deal on, you know, turning 18 and finally an adult. But for me personally, I didn't feel much at that moment. Because mm, you were busy studying. You didn't do, You didn't realize it was 18 or? Well, I do realize it's just how sad. Because I remember it's a few days later, it's the last subjects. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I wish I finished everything on my birthday. Mm. It's just, it's not like it's 12 a.m. And then I feel like, oh, I'm suddenly an adult. No. <laughs> you didn't feel like you were an adult when you when it was 12.01? No, not at all. <laughs> maybe, maybe like 12.03, then I'm like, oh, maybe I'm an adult now. Wow, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but honestly, that's not much feeling to me, like turning 18 at that moment. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Turning 18 wasn't, it, it didn't feel like a big deal. I think personally for me, it was similar. I wasn't, I wasn't going through like uh, the Hong Kong DSE, uh, the public examination, but I think it was more like, it was just another birthday. It wasn't really a big thing. Like I know mm-hmm. people have like, big parties on 18th or 21. Or like those important important birthdays. Yeah. Personally, no, not really. Like I, I don't think I felt anything different. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. It's just another birthday. Um, might have an extra layer on top because you know it's eighteen and the society makes it a huge deal. Mm. That eighteen, oh, you're finally legal. You can do certain things, buy certain things that you cannot do when you're like below eighteen. Mm, yeah yeah so what is the first thing that you did when you turned 18 um i think not memorable but like it was a very normal birthday so i i think i just went out with my with my family like just mm-hmm. having dinner but other than that i don't think i did anything too memorable yeah i think society or even like my own friend circle circle group they put a lot of emphasis on being 18 and they uh, most of them had like big birthday parties 
And mm -hmm. I, at the time, I was like, I felt weird just pretending it's a normal birthday. Mm. Like, so do you do anything particular to make it different or it's just a feeling that you have? It's just a feeling that I had. I think it's just a feeling that like the society puts an expectation of turning 18. You, mm. you want to have fun, like quote, unquote, have fun. Um, yeah. And just ex like, enjoy yourself. Like that, the day is yours, kind of thing. You can do whatever you want. Like, yeah. Mm, that's interesting. Did you do anything that was a bit more memorable than other than studying? Oh, unfortunately, no. <laughs> yeah, I think I think most of us don't actually feel that much of a difference, especially with our experience. Yeah, um, but I think there's certain things that I need to do that makes it feel more real. For example, I don't know if my memory is wrong or not, but I remember I need to get a new ID card. Oh, yeah. And of course, buying alcohol uh, for the first time without adult supervision. Mm -mm. Yeah, I know a lot of people I met driving or like getting a license is one of the big thing. Yeah. But honestly, in Hong Kong, driving is not a big thing. So that's not what everyone will do when they turn 18. Mm. But I know a lot of people, they, they did get their license once they turned 18. That is very true. I think a lot of countries, like whether they're 16, 18 or, or whatever age they are, like if you get your license, you become more independent. So that's when they feel more like an adult. But I think yeah. um, when we were doing some research, we came across the term emerging adulthood. And the term is coined by Jeffrey Jensen Arnett. And... They studied this age group of 20-something, um, around our age, and they realized the main transitional events, like the main themes that they go through that they feel like they're more, more of an adult. Um, there are different events, which I'm going to go through. And the first one is leaving home and moving countries. Uh, mm -hmm. The second is starting university. And next is finding employment and developing a career path. I think that's what we're going through at the moment, Nat and I. Yeah. Uh, pursuing romantic relationships and getting married, starting your own family. Uh, I think like for this, even like our, our common friends are like getting married, uh, starting their own family. And it's just... They're like almost the same age as us, but they're going through such a different stage in their life. It's kind of... Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Like I have some friends already get married and have kids. And, and I know we shouldn't compare in this way, but there's an invisible timeline or comparison out there feeling, oh, I'm behind. Mm. But we can talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. And the last one is exploring religious beliefs. And that mm. these, these events are mostly experienced by 20s. And obviously, it could happen later or earlier in your life. But this is just the average group. Yeah. And I think that's what we briefly talked before. It's like a milestone. Like, there's certain things that you did and makes you feel a bit more adulty. Mm. Is there, with the list that you just mentioned, is there something you click with? Yeah, I think, like, what I have went through and going through it's the first three it's leaving home and moving countries and starting university and mm. also what we're experiencing now like finding finding a job and mm. i think these three is more of what i can share my experience with mm. yeah. so i actually remember the time when i had to leave hong kong and come and come to australia to brisbane to to start my bachelor degree 
And honestly, the first day, it was a very hectic day. It's just mm-hmm. because um, the day before I had to come here, I received an email from my student accommodation. They didn't pass the fire inspection. And when I got the email, I was kind of panicking inside. I couldn't show yeah. it. Yeah, I was panicking. And I'm like, I don't know what to do because I don't. I won't be able to have a place to live. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then... I was panicking, so I emailed them back, like saying, "What what should I do now?" And they didn't reply me because I have to leave the day after that. I'm like, "Oh, like I don't know what to do, and I don't want to trouble my parents because I feel mm. like I should be handling this myself." What makes you think that? I think I just didn't want to worry them because. If I told them that and I didn't have a solution, then I they would worry that I don't have a place to live. Like I think same as my worry as well, but mm. they would be more worried because they are my parents, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So then I just didn't tell them, and I just came because I transited in Singapore. So when I went to Singapore, I checked my email and they didn't respond. And the moment I arrived in Brisbane, I checked my email again. Luckily, there was an email telling me that okay you can stay in these these few pace places uh it's like service apart surface apartments in the city is very close to QUT as well but they told me to go directly to the student accommodation still it's uh they will help me organize stuff and stuff like that but mm-hmm. I was still a bit worried because I didn't know where I'm actually gonna stay right yeah it's like a whole new country a whole new experience and the one thing that you're certain previously is where you stay and now that's become uncertainty as well yeah that must be scary I think at the moment I was like okay it doesn't matter okay I'm I feel like I'm very blessed it's like it doesn't matter if I don't have a place to live because I have my dad's credit card Mm. (laughs) and I have my passport I think these were the main things that I I knew I had no matter what happens I would still have a place to live and I'm very blessed in that aspect so, mm-hmm. yes, I was very worried about all the uncertainties, but there was still a last resort that I can hang on to. Yeah. Yeah, so there was still a lot of uncertainty, and, well, there's nothing much I can do anyway, so I still, like, there was free free transportation from, like, provided from the uni, like, from the airport to the student accommodation. Mm-hmm. So I just got on, like, there's, there was... There wasn't much I can do anyways. So I arrived and they told me, oh, okay, you, you're going to stay at this service apartment. Yeah. It was um Oaks on Charlotte. I, I, yeah. Wow. That must be so hectic that you remember very precisely. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. And it was, no, honestly, it was a very nice service apartment. I had like my, I had my own room and extra mm. one so two rooms in total and a living room it was more than enough because I was living by myself yeah but yeah it was just the whole experience itself it was very I, I don't even know how to describe it it was just very overwhelming uh at the moment no but now looking back I should have I, I think it was so overwhelming that I had to be very solution focused or else just mm. nothing I, I like I can't handle it yeah. yeah, I guess, as I said, there's a lot of uncertainty in a new country and a new environment. And it's very different from, I would assume, what you experienced in high school, where it's very routine-wise, everything is very structured. You know what to expect in the next moment. 
So there's not much surprises or like uncertainty back then. But once you get into a new country, everything is so new that anything can happen,、mm. and that makes it more overwhelming. Yeah, I think it's just a lot of surprises. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a lot of surprises that you you didn't know you had to deal with.、Mm. Yeah, and I think at that moment when I settled in the the new like the service apartment, that's when I felt like, oh, okay, maybe maybe this is what adulting is. Maybe this is、mm. what I'm supposed to do. Being adult, just responding to different crises. Yeah, and it's very interesting when you said you feel like you should not let your parents know, because I actually feel the same way. I don't know if it's immediately after I turned eighteen, but it's a change that I realized myself in my early adulthood. Oh, that a lot of things I would ask my parents when I was young,、mm. I would prefer to do it on my own and find a solution on my own first. And I know I'm very privileged and protected. That my parents are very supportive. So if I have any question, I can go to them. But once I turn eighteen, I tend to, as you said, like manage those crisis situation on my own.、Mm. Even though I know they have, I have them to back me up.、Yeah. But you still choose to be more independent and handle on your own.、Mm. That's interesting because you said it. It only you only realize it. In your twenties, right? Yeah. Um. I think now looking back, once I moved to another country, one thing is I don't like texting, so I wouldn't take the initiative to ask or call my parents for help. Whereas if you're at home, you're in person, it's easier to say out. Hmm. So I don't know if that's contributed to that change, but that's what I slowly realized when I turned eighteen and moving into my twenties、mm. that. I'm a bit more independent, and I will try to resolve those crisis situation on my own. Well,、uh, yeah, I think it definitely pay- played a role in like leaving home and moving countries. It that push you to be more inde- independent because、mm. that's what we have to do. <laughs> yes, to survive. Yeah, to survive. And were there any moments like that for you where you feel like, oh, maybe this is what adulting is, or Maybe this is what adulthood is like. I think my experience is very different from you in terms of moving countries because I have my parents with me at that time,、uh, so it's definitely less overwhelming than yours. But I do realize some moments that I feel a bit more adult is cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so ashamed to share this,、um, but I also realized a lot of people didn't know how to clean the bathroom. And again, I'm very privileged and protected that I never need to do household chores. Simple things like cleaning the table that I still do, but like cleaning the bathroom, I barely help my mom. One is because she has very high standard of cleanliness. <laughs> I hope my mom didn't hear this.、Um, And I I wouldn't allow to go into the kitchen because she's like oh don't mess up my kitchen whatever,、mm. um but yes um I'm very protected and I can focus on my study and don't have to worry about household chores,、yeah. but once you move to a new country, 
you realize a lot of things you need to do on your own. Like it's not something your parents will help you to do. Mm. One of the things is cleaning the bathroom. Mm. And you thought it would be very easy. But I think at that moment, I'm like, why do I still need to Google how to clean a bathroom? And I think that's the moment I feel like, wow, that's adulthood responsibility. Like I'm being so dramatic here. Cleaning the bathroom and, you know, knowing how to, what what solution or what to buy to clean the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. So it's more about the little things that you actually have to do that you didn't, I think you didn't even realize that you had to pay attention to because at home like your your mom would do most of the chores clean and everything but then now that you're here you realize oh you realize that you have to do a lot of the household chores that you didn't extremely aware of yeah I'm like a princess when I'm at home like I don't need to do anything (laughs) especially it I'm very surprised as well because in college we have undergraduate and postgraduate. Yeah. And postgraduate can be like 26, 27 that they, I don't know, they first moved to Australia as well. So during COVID time, uh, because of safety reasons, the housekeeper won't go into our room to clean our bathroom. And yeah. I got a lot of people asking how to clean a bathroom. Oh. Even they are like 26, 27, that you thought, you know, the age would be very adult that you would I would assume you know everything Hmm. but I think it's it's not like when you turn 20 and then you start doing I think what what makes it different for me is because I move country that I stay away from my parents that Hmm. I start learning this thing and I'm sure there's people that still stay with their parents when they're 26 27 and that's okay everyone goes on a different pace according to the experience anyway Hmm. but I think it's like certain milestone or as you said transitional events that push us to be more adult yeah definitely I think these adult responsibilities does push us to be more independent especially when you leave home earlier it pushes you to like quote-unquote grow up faster yeah that's why it's it's more like in the 20s it doesn't it doesn't it's not like a specific age as we said like it's not like if it's not like when you turn 18 you're an adult when Mm. you turn 20 you're an uh, you're an adult it's more about the experience and it's it's like a continuous journey I think yeah absolutely and again as we already mentioned previously that it's okay that you experience things that we shared later in your adulthood and it's different from us. Whereas we have some experience that we have never encountered before mm-hmm. that we wouldn't be able to share our experience as well. So I think it's a continuous journey and that's what makes our podcast very different or special. <laughs> because I know a lot of podcasts, they share their experience once they turn 30s and then they share back on, you know, lesson they learn in their 20s, you know, like those 10 things I wish I know before or the five things you should know before you turn 20, something like that. Mm-hmm. And what our podcast is to share our journey and we are going through all these things with you as well. So we are definitely no expert in adulthood we're just enrolled in the course we are exploring and going through with you guys 
Yeah, I think that makes our podcast a bit different. That we are we are still struggling with it. We're still going through that journey. It's just sharing our experience will help broaden that perspective. And honestly, the other podcasts, like those lessons that we've learned, is very helpful. It's very helpful. Mm. It's just a different. It's a different topic. I think it's a, a different approach. Yeah. Yeah, I personally really love those videos or like podcasts as well. It's very concise and it's like a crash course. <laughs> yeah, I think we we mainly that was a very honestly I think it's a big tangent from adulting, but like we we focus more about the adult responsibilities, like cleaning your bathroom uh, or like moving, like finding a, an accommodation and all that. Like, were there any other other aspects? Let's say, for example. Any questions relating to your identity that that started to appear more or like stuff like that? Or like honestly more on the mental side? Yeah, I think there's certain some moments that I realize I'm more an adult, not just tangible tasks that we mentioned, but more like mental side for say, figuring out who am I? I don't know if that's a common experience that people encounter when they reach adulthood or it's just because of my personality. But when I first moved to college, I've made a lot of friends because there's, there's a lot of people and and it's just very convenient to make new friends. But then I think in deep, I slowly realized I long for that deep connection that I used to have back in high school. And that made me reflect on what kind of friendship I want to have. And I think before figuring out that, I need to know who am I first and what I like and what I dislike in order to figure out what kind of people I want to hang out with. So I do feel a bit lost in my early 20s to figure out who am I and what kind of person I want to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that these questions does start, like at least for me as well, that it started in university. Mm. Um, I don't know if it came the same way as you did, because for you, it's more about the asking the questions of who I am because you want to know yourself more in order to know what you want, what you like, mm-hmm. what you don't like. But I think my mine was a bit different because it started to surface when I started to talking to new people in university. For example, these these um very surface questions of like what's your name? What do you study? Where you're from? And just very basic questions, but at the same time it's a necessary process when you meet someone new right Mm. but I think for me it's more like I go a bit deeper in seeing like if it's my name is that who I am like for say I use my Chinese name or my English name what which one do I use or Mm. what do I study is is marketing really something that I want to pursue as a career Um, Mm. or like where I'm from am I representing where I'm from or am I like a completely different person if I'm here so I think all these questions kind of surface and honestly even for like ice like for orientation week there's a lot of icebreak questions like what's your favorite color 
what's your favorite movie what's your favorite food and all these preferences I never knew I needed to have or honestly needed to think about because Mm. back home it's more about other people choosing for you at home my mom will cook for me when we go out people would decide for me and all these so Mm. I never had to think for myself that actually makes sense like you need to make more decision on your own that reflects on you wondering what kind of person you are and I don't know if that's explain what happens to you but because it's a new environment and there's a lot of changes maybe at home you are not that conscious about your preferences and once you meet new people and all these questions and ice-breaking questions that make you reflect as well yeah I, I I agree because I didn't have to think about it and the preference do change I, I think for me I'm still figuring that out like whenever people still ask me like nowadays like what's your favorite mm. food? what's your favorite color I honestly I randomly say stuff <laughs> Like I honestly, every time, every time my my answer changed because I don't really have a favorite color. I don't have a favorite food. I sometimes I say rice, but honestly, I don't like rice. <laughs> it's not like you don't care, but like you're very carefree that you don't mind any options, or you just simply can't think of one. I just don't mind. Like, who who cares about your favorite color? I, I'm still gonna wear different colors every time, right? Well, you wear black all the time. <laughs> Yeah, so honestly, most of the time I say black. But then when I wear something, like, for example, if I wear pink, someone will ask me, oh, so do you like pink? I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, I like pink. Like, honestly, I I don't mind any color. It's just black. Like, for me, black is more useful because you can wear it whenever you want. Like, it doesn't matter what day it is or what, what else you're wearing. Black is always okay. So I would assume like color, you, you it doesn't really matter to you. What's your favorite? Yeah, it, it really doesn't. And yeah, but I think like nowadays people still ask you. At least people still ask me and I'm like, okay, black, yellow, red, pink, whatever, blue. <laughs> but you, you, oh, you definitely have some, for say, favorite cuisine or like favorite restaurant. Do you have any of those? No. I, I think just recently someone asked me, oh, what's your favorite cuisine? And I I just randomly said J- Japanese. And I don't mind it. I like it. To be fair, I don't actually eat it often. What about on your, for say it's your birthday and you got to choose what restaurant you go, what would you choose? That you have to choose. Like you can't say, I don't care. No, last time, uh, recently I, I chose, but it wasn't based on the cuisine. It was based on the environment that I think most people would enjoy it. So the, the my own preference, honestly, it didn't occur to me to put into consideration because it's, it's going to make it harder because I don't really have a preference. But anyways, that's... Yeah, and it, yeah. it keeps changing, right? As you said, the yeah. preference changes as you grow older. Yeah. So how do you define, you know, who you are? Like, what are the things that you know? Yes, this is Viv. When you say this, it can link to Viv. Um... I'm thinking. It's not. I'm ignoring you. No, I I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard question after I ask it. I know. Um, no, I have, but I think there are a lot of identities I hold dearly too. Mm-hmm. For example, being a daughter. Yeah. Um, being a sister, being a Christian, being I mean, no, I think being a friend. Sorry, I put it quite low. <laughs> 
I <laughs> oh, no judgment here. <laughs> no, but I think like, these are the main main thing. It's like family, Christianity, and friends. These are the most important thing to me. So I think the identities relating to that it's the most important thing to me. And the mm. others, it, it just it is just there. And I think I, I came to the realization when like a year or two years ago, that's when I feel like, re- that's when I realized those identity will keep changing. Like mm-hmm. liking a color, liking a food, being a student, it, being a counselor or whatever, it will just keep changing. But these identities that I hold dearly to, it never changes. You said the same thing as what one of my clients said. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> What does your client say? Because I was, well, I wouldn't disclose too much because of confidentiality, but we are doing an exercise around identity. And I asked the person, um, there's four bubbles on the paper, write down who you are. Mm. And because that person is on a spectrum, so it's a lot of black and white thinking. Mm. So I was trying to, you know, show some example on what, who am I? So I said, you know, I'm a counselor. So counselor is one of my identity. And the person said, no, counseling is what you do. It's not who you are. Hmm. It's, it's not your identity. And I'm like, wow. Like, and that's the beauty of being a counselor. You learn, it's not only the client learned from you, yeah. but you learned a lot from your client as well. Hmm. And I was just kind of shocked when you said the same thing as well, that my job can change. Yeah. But there's certain things of who you are that cannot change. Yeah. And I think that's that part I'm still figuring out. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of the whole whole podcast itself. We're still going through it and we're still finding our own identity. Like even though like these other things like counseling and like your job and other stuff will keep changing and I'm still figuring that out. It's the journey that we're going through together that makes it more interesting, I think. Mm, definitely. And identity is such an interesting thing, hey? Yeah, it, it is. It's Honestly, it leads to even more questions. Yeah, always. Yeah. So what will you do when like all these questions surface? Mm, I think for me, it, it comes all together, right? Like for me, yeah. at, at least for me, and I just have to remind myself to tackle it one by one because if I tackle it all together, it's just very overwhelming and I don't know where to start and I become mm. very illogical. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I usually do. Try to be more, pa- honestly, be more patient with myself. Just it's okay to tackle it one by one and even tackling it one by one it's okay to not have answers mm-hmm. um it's just being able to explore more on that question explore more mm-hmm. on those answers that i may come up with mm-hmm. and sometimes i just avoid it completely honestly it's it's very exhausting to keep asking these questions and answering them so i do avoid them as well yeah, it's like big questions. It's not like, what's your favorite color? That is a big question. <laughs> For you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. It's like, stay curious and have the patience to tackle or like explore the questions one by one. Yeah, yeah. I actually did the opposite in my early adulthood. You know, I'm a person that thinks a lot. And, mm-hmm. and I can delve into all these big questions, kind of, you know, 
jump into the rabbit hole and can't get out. <laughs> it's just, honestly, at some point, I just keep talking to myself and trying to figure out or make sense of my thoughts. Mm. At first, I thought I'm like crazy that I'm talking to myself to the wall. Mm. But I think it's really helpful for me to make sense of my thoughts instead of just rambling. Well, maybe that's rambling, but it works for me. Mm. I want to do it. <laughs> anyway, and I think that's what I agree with what you said. It's very important to have that patience and you don't need to find all those questions in one day. You yeah. can have all the time you got in your life to figure it out, even if that means in your 30s, 40s, or like even later onwards. Um, that's okay as well. Mm. Because like 20s is definitely a age full of uncertainties, as what our bio said. A lot yeah. of uncertainties, a lot of exploration, a lot of changes, a lot of ambivalence around, oh, do I like this? Do I like that? So I think it's okay to focus on yourself a bit more to have that curiosity and embrace what you are feeling and experiencing. Mm. Oh, and I recently saw a analogy. Right. Well, if people don't know, mm. I love analogy or metaphors and it's just things that can visualize the thoughts. It's just how beautiful it is. Do you agree, Viv? You have to. <laughs> I feel like I'm put on the spot. <laughs> I'm just trying to encourage people around me to love metaphor and analogy. Anyway, I recently saw that illustration about furniture. You know, when we first moved to uni or like college, you don't really need to buy furniture because the college or the dorm will provide it to you. Right. So you don't own all those things. Once you move out of college, you start to find your own place, right? And it's very overwhelming because you're like, oh my gosh, I need to buy furniture. I need to paint this and uh, decide what to get. And it's very overwhelming. But it doesn't have to. You can move to a furnished place first and slowly accumulate furniture that you have. And you don't have to buy brand new furniture to begin with. You can get secondhand or go to marketplace. I love go to marketplace to look for furniture. Some of them are free. Some of them are like really cheap. And I'm not ashamed of saying this because that's what I can afford now. Yeah. And that makes the whole experience of moving out less overwhelming because not, you're not jumping from zero to 100, but it's zero to 10, 10 to 12, uh, 20. And moving forward, once you've got more experience, once you've got more furniture, then you can move to an unfurnished place. And then moving forward, you can build your own house, build your own furniture. So I think that's a very beautiful way to visualize how we approach adulthood as well. You don't need to go to 100 immediately, but take your time and do it step by step. Mm. How nice. I love it. it do you agree? It is. I think it's it's very important energy to remind us that really take your time and recognizing how much let's say skills or things that you have accumulated throughout your your past experiences and yeah. just the the time that you have lived on earth that you you do have stuff that you have learned and it's remembering it 
will help you utilize those things that you have learned to process the things that you're going through or even coping with the things that you're going through at the moment. Yeah, it's like playing games. You're like leveling up every day. <laughs> Another metaphor. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, I think leveling up. Yeah, that's actually that's kind of cute. Yeah, right. Well, I don't, I don't play computer games, but it's just no. no I don't either. But it's kind of cute. It's I, I'm yeah. Mario. Oh, that's cute. Okay, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. We don't, we don't play games. Obviously, that's why I, I think of Mario. But anyways, I think that's a great analogy, and it's that similar on how you would approach adulthood. Yeah, I think it's just don't rush. You got all the time you have. Yeah. Um, take it one day at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself, and don't be too hard on yourself if you can't figure out those answers. Mm. It's okay to feel lost because when you're figuring out, there's more possibilities as well. Yeah. Just stay open. Don't rush. Be nice to yourself. I think that's how my current approach to adulthood. What about you? Yeah, I think it's definitely spot on. It's like don't rush. Be patient with yourself. And I think the only thing that I would add is being more childlike. Is keeping, keeping that curiosity in exploring different things, and also just having that childlike heart. Where for yeah. example, what do what makes you happy? Honestly, like for me personally, I love like during summer. I love. Stepping on the crunchy leaves, I think it just brings me back to like my childhood, like being very happy, very innocent, and just doing mm. little things. these little things make me happy, and it it's very important to keep these little happy happy moments in your life because it it matters, like it it adds up and it matters in your life. So if you want to run in the rain, go for it. It's honestly perfect season. It's it's gonna rain soon. Yeah. So, yeah, why not just run in the rain? Or if you want to jump into puddles, well, actually, that's not very safe. But you know, <laughs> yeah, just do what makes you feel happy because these little moments really, really matter, and mm. it's it helps you manage adulthood better. Yeah, I agree because we are talking about emerging adulthood. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we cannot be childlike. I remember a story because I was currently volunteering working with kids, hmm. and then one time we are having like afternoon tea, and we are teaching the kids. You know, you gotta try new things. You gotta be curious, and you know, try a piece of fruit. You know, try the grape or like blueberries because a lot of kids are like yuck, like fruit, ill. You know, so we encourage them to have like a piece of fruit first before you can have like biscuit. And towards the end, when we're cleaning up, there's like fruits left over. And one of the co-worker asked me, do you want a piece of fruit, Nat? Because there's leftover or else we're going to throw it away. But I was like quite full at that time. So I'm like, oh, no, I'm okay. And I think one of the kids heard it and she came over and say, Nat, you need to try new things. <laughs> yeah, and I find, oh, that's very cute, but... And also very true that I need to try new things because that's what we teach the kids. So I took a grape and then walk away. But I just reflect on this story and I'm like, yes, like a lot of times we forgot how to be childlike and we rush to be an adult. 
that's why when you said that, I resonate with it because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is something I need to learn because I forgot how to be a child again.、Mm. Did you did you end up liking the the grape?、Uh, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I think definitely it's not about you liking it, liking the grape or not. It's more about having that curiosity to try again. Yeah, because sometimes when we don't like things when we are a kid, things might change.、Mm. When you reach adulthood, and we just need to unlearn and rewire your belief and thoughts. Yeah, I think that's very important. It's actually one of the、um, I don't know, is it a quote or a slogan for the University of Sydney? Oh, I don't know if it's still true or not. It's like we learn to unlearn. Wow. Oh, okay. And then when I was like young, like eighteen, nineteen, me and my friends still laugh at it. Like we don't get the meaning of it. We're like, why do you need to unlearn? Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> But I think now I get it. A lot of things you need to unlearn and be curious and adventurous. Create a new belief that you might not have when you were a kid. Yeah. So yes, learn to unlearn. That's very true. It's it's easier said than done. It's very hard to unlearn the things that we have learned. Yeah, But, obviously. Yes, it's a very good approach as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's a very good approach as well, and. Today we mainly talked about emerging adulthood, and there are six main transitional events that we went through, and we kind of went through some of the experiences that we've gone through, as for example, turning eighteen, or moments that we realized that we're no longer a kid anymore, more like an、mm-hmm. adult, and also these questions, these identity questions that we go through and also try to answer them on our own. But at the same time, we realize that more questions do emerge from it. Yeah, mainly the approach that we have is being being curious, embracing it, being childlike, and be patient with ourselves. Don't rush because we have、mm-hmm. a, our entire life to be an adult. Um, and that's what we went through today. And you, if there are some questions that you want to go through yourself or reflect on. Go for it, and if you want to share with a friend, why not? It's always good to share that perspective of things, and honestly, just do what Nan and I are doing at the moment. Yeah, I personally really enjoy our conversation because you and I are very similar, but also different. That、mm-hmm. is so interesting to hear your perspective as well. Definitely, I enjoy our conversation every time. I think I learn something new. Every time. Well, I'm glad you don't see it as just rambling. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not rambling at all. Sometimes, yeah, but most of the time, I do enjoy it and <laughs> learn from it. And yeah, thank you, Nat, for sticking around, and the listeners for sticking around. And we'll see you next Wednesday at 4 a.m. EST time. If, in the meantime, if you want to check us out, our Instagram handle is the Why in Your Twenties Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.